Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I'm your host, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, and it is hot, ladies and gentlemen, it is hot to trot. Today is Saturday the 16th of June. I am sitting in the John Hume War Room and it is in a state of disarray. I have four base, I have three baseball caps and one kind of a kind of a cap that you might see on a lad at a festival who's banging out yokes. Um, I don't know why I bought that hat, but I, I bought it a spur of a moment uh, inside in inside in some sports shop there uh, about a year ago. I say, yeah, that, that looks cool, man. Yeah, if I put that on, people might think I'm in my early 20s. Do you ever have that kind of a thought? You know, oh, if I wear this, it will completely fool people into thinking that I look like Brad Pitt. I'm taking the hats off my table now because, do you know what? You shouldn't have hats on a table. You should. I should get a hat stand. Anyway, I hope you're all well. Um, this week's podcast is going to be... Um, conversation with myself i'm just going to talk to you i have a few things to say a few things to talk about and uh, i just said come on it's going to be short and sweet the summer is um it's hard to keep the podcast going during the summer because like i i'm very very fortunate that there's a good cohort of you there that are listening but there is no doubt about it that numbers definitely drop during the during the summer and i've noticed a few of my contemporaries have stopped doing podcasts altogether during the summer uh, with the view to bringing it out again in the winter but you know what i'm not my contemporaries and i'm going to be consistent i'm going to bring it out every week to you guys because you know what i love each and every one of you especially you especially you you more than anyone and that's a fact and you can google it if you don't believe me the weather is hot Oh my god, lads! The fucking heat is um, is stifling. I love it. <laughs> I have to say, I love it because um, even though we're at the edge of a heat, a European heat wave that is causing carnage and probably um, looks like the beginnings of global warming, so um, that are taking effect close to home. So I um. It's hard to be upbeat about it, but it is nice to have a few summer's days in Ireland because fuck it, lads. We get nothing but rain in this country and doom and gloom. And uh, yeah, it's just nice. I'm looking out now. The the summer is in full bloom. All the trees are bouncing with energy. There's blue sky. There's I can see my mountain in the background. It's um, it's a it's a picture of green and blue here in uh in uh, Killavullen today and it's um yeah I, I I to be honest more give me more of that do you know what I mean not less of that um and there are a few complainers there's always going to be complain but those complainers will be complaining if it's raining or if it's windy or if it's fucking cold they'll be complaining irrespective you know it's very hard there's a lot of complainers out there are you a complainer I don't know. I th- I think I'm a bit of a complainer, but I know a lot of lads and lasses out there and they're full-time at the complaining. And I'll be honest, it's wearing to listen to it, you know? 
Um, I do enjoy talking about, you know, the... I do, like, I love an impending doom story as much as the next person, you know? But, like, come on, let's take the win with the weather. Let's take the win with the fucking weather. It's the weekend, guys. Today is Saturday. Uh, I'm doing a gig in the Coco Club tonight. I am doing a set in the first half of the show. Got a great comedian closing the show tonight, a fella from uh, the west of Ireland called Jer Staunton. And Dan Lucas is going to be uh, the host. And uh, we, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's just it's just great gigging at the weekends in the sun. Um, it just you know I don't know just fucking I don't know. There's a bit of a fucking scent in the air in Cork City at the moment when you're going. Like I was walking to the gig last night. Now I had a gig last night as well, and it was just a scent of I don't know fucking animalistic raw sexual power floating around the city. And, uh, I don't know, like, men were walking around with their tops off. Women were showing a little bit of flesh, a little bit more flesh than they normally do. There was, like, fucking lots of people out drinking in the sun, shades on, lots of loud music, people laughing, people fucking being happy. And do you know what? It was great to see it. It was great to see it. Um, to, uh, today, I am... I'm going to be kicking up there as well. And tomorrow, uh, I love taking Sundays off. Tomorrow is GAA Day, guys. The All-Ireland Final is on Limerick versus Kilkenny. And uh, I'll be definitely staying well out of the sun to watch that tomorrow. And then tomorrow evening, my son, Dylan, who's on this podcast, is playing uh, championship over in Churchtown. So it'll, it's just going to be a day of fucking relaxation and watching ball games and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it's I'm having a bit of a rest because next week I am I'm writing a show at the moment called A Bird in the Hand I'm going to be taking it to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival next year and I have luckily secured a kind of a work in progress in the Cork Arts Theatre for four days next week so there's going to be like a matinee show on a Wednesday a matinee show on Thursday and then Friday evening and Saturday evening in the Cat Club. So if you are if you are around and you want to see what a show looks like before it fucking gets there, yeah, come to the Cat Club. Check out my show. It's called The Bird in the Hand. 100-seater. Um, it's a door split with the venue. And I'll be honest about it. Um, I only got in late because when I was in Barcelona, as I was flying home from Barcelona, they rang me. Uh, wondering was could I recommend anyone <laughs> so I recommended myself because anyone who is worth anything at this stage of the races is either running their own place in town or going to uh, Edinburgh uh, this week you know the week before the fringe getting themselves set up so yeah I'm taking it and I'm going to do it and I'm using it as an opportunity to um yeah, to build on this show and to get and to put a little bit more work into it and put more bone like get the bones and the structure together, and sure, I mean, look at the weather. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to come to it. To be quite honest with you, particularly the matinee shows, it'll be like it's a tough sell. But um, I'm on the arts show there today now at three o'clock doing an interview, and they've they're plugging it away. They're good to plug it, and it's um, if you are listening to this and you live in Cork and you want to come along and see the guts. Of my new show. And I I will say now, right, if you come to it, it's going to be in its raw state. It's definitely not going to be in its finale, in its final, its final edition, you know. So you'll be coming, you'll be seeing what the show, I'm work, I've been working on this new bit um, all year long, long. And I have that up to about 25, 30 minutes. So I have to kind of just put the, the next 20 minutes onto it. It's interesting. It's going to be a bit of crack. But, um. 
yeah the cat club cork arts theater next week this week coming this you this podcast is coming out on monday and on the wednesday thursday friday saturday that shows on so if you're around and you want to come to it come to it i don't care if you don't actually to be honest don't come at all um last night in the coco club lads i have to talk about it for fuck's sake it was definitely one of the weirdest gigs that has ever gone on first of all the crowd were amazing we had the show was sold out Sinead Quinlan was uh was headlining but the heat oh good lord lads the heat like the heat at night time inside upstairs um dark room it was sweaty but i had predicted this and i there is an advantage to being a 45 middle-aged man married with kids you can actually look like a na- like you've given up in life and nobody expects any different so i <laughs> went in in my ga shorts and my and a cork jersey that like quite frankly i i wouldn't go to the shops in. and um I, everyone else was, was dressed looking cool, might I add. Donald McSweeney was on looking cool like a cool motherfucker. Sinead has always got her fucking A-game on when she's fucking, when she's out and performing. And Dan Lucas, the only funny German, slick-ass motherfucker. But like, I looked like a dad. And But did I care? No, I didn't. I didn't care, lads, because I know for a fact I was the most comfortable in there. And it's still, and all, as hot as it was, and as less clothes, as little clothes I had on me, I was still sweating on stage. At one stage, I was talking to someone, and I could feel a bead of sweat roll from the top of my left buttock cheek all the way down, <laughs> down the back of my hamstring, into the crevice in behind my knee, down along my calf, and off my ankle. And I was talking to a, the, to an audience member as this was going on, and I was fully present, aware uh, of the conversation I was having, but also extremely aware of this little droplet of sweat that was uh, <laughs> coming down the, down my body at the same time, simultaneously. And uh, that's how hot it was. So I just fucking couldn't imagine all the lads that were wearing you know like clothes proper fucking clothes but look you know each to their own um as i said you can kind of get away with it when you're it's one of the there's not a whole pile to celebrate as a middle-aged white man now right you're um we are definitely and and you know what i would say rightly so give uh, you know having to, to 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 take a bit of flack after fucking you know, millennia of just ruling the fucking world. All I'll say is it's a bit lousy that it's on my watch. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, a little bit lousy. But anyway, sure, look, that's 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 just... Them's are the breaks, Cornelius. Do you know what I mean? You have to get on with it. Listen to me. as be, uh, Just going further on last night's gig, right? So I have been doing comedy about 12 years. And I've seen all types of audiences. I've seen small audiences, big audiences, fun audiences, quiet audiences uproarious audiences i've had fucking every type of audience member in front of me okay and the thing about comedy right the thing about stand-up is it's very simple all right somebody goes on stage and they speak words into a microphone and those words are to incite laughter okay that's what's supposed to happen okay so last night i was doing the door we've got this new sum up machine now so i think i'm like fucking I think I'm like your man now. What's his name? Steve Jobs from Apple because I'm after getting this fucking this machine that makes me that lets me take credit cards. Um, yeah, so Steve Jobs and myself were pretty much the same, you know. But uh, I'm sitting there anyway. I'm checking people in. People have bought tickets online. People are paying at the door. They're tapping the machine. I'm like, yeah, this is good. And this gentleman comes up, and um, first of all, he comes to Dan, and uh, then Dan comes to me, 
And then he comes up to me and he asks me, is it okay if his friend comes into the show? And I was like, listen, man, I don't care who comes into the show. It's 10 euro per person. You know, you just have to be over 18. And he said, yeah, but my friend is deaf. I was like, right. Do you know that this is a comedy club? And he was like, I do, I do. But he really wants to come. And I was like, right. Uh, and I I really didn't know how to react now, right? This is a, a like... A, you know, someone who cannot hear wanting to come and watch a show. And we and he asked, do we have anyone that does sign language? A very, very pertinent question. And, and you know, unfortunately, we don't have the facility, nor the income, nor the, um, the ability to pay someone um, to, to, to sign. So I, I apologized. Uh, and I said, look, if the, if the man wants to come to the show, he is very, very welcome. And we will not charge him in. He's absolutely free to come in. Um, but like you do realize that comedy is all about, you know, audience interaction, you know, and speaking and audiences listening to the words and reacting to those. And he was like, yeah, no problem at all. So, yeah, and they came and it was absolutely packed inside there now, right? I have to say, absolutely packed. And Irish audiences are not the type of audience that like to sit up the front. Well, these two lads sat right up the front, right? So the deaf lad and his friend are sitting right in the front and I'm hosting the show and all the comedians are looking at me and I'm looking back at the comedians and I'm like, look, sure, look, listen, he wants to come. What, you know, like, fucking let him come, obviously, like, you know, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be a bit weird, though, isn't it? And, um, yeah, I, 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 I said, look, you know, we'll just do our set and just, you know, hopefully he'll enjoy it. So then his friend came down to me minutes, like, I'm talking about one or two minutes before the show started, and he said, be sure now to pick on my friend. He'd love that. And I was like, I, 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 are you for real? And he was like, yeah, yeah, he'd love that, he'd love that. And like, I don't want to be, I want to be inclusive. That's what the Coco Club is. I want to fucking, you know, be inclusive. Yeah, we'll have a few slags, we'll have a bit of a laugh and a little bit of a joke. It's all good nature banter or good nature thing, but there's nothing mean-spirited or anything like that in, in, in the club. But like, this is going to be a difficult one. How, how can I talk to this guy? How can I interact with this guy? I don't sign, he can't hear. I said, do you sign? And he said, no, I don't sign either. And I was like... And then he said, can I get a pen and paper and I can write the jokes out as you're saying them? I was like, yeah, yeah, but like, you know, comedians have 10-minute sets and 15-minute sets. You'd want to be very fast at writing and oftentimes the jokes aren't just one-liners. They're like big, long stories. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 give me a pen and paper. So anyway, we gave him the pen and paper. The place was busy. I was introduced onto the stage. I ran up onto the stage. There was a great atmosphere in there. Everybody was fucking loving it, including these two lads right at the front. So there I was, anyway, and I do my bit of crowd work at the start, and you have to talk to everyone. I make it my business when I'm hosting to try and include everybody in the audience, have a quick chat, where are you from, what do you do, blah, 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 blah. And I started off with these two people. So I... I kind of didn't. I, I kind of was out of my own body as this was happening. I, I didn't really understand how to react or what to do. But anyway, I'm there anyway, and I, and I, I decide, I welcome everyone. I tell them what to, what's about to happen, and then I go into my crowd work section and I start talking immediately to this deaf fella. Sure, I'm talking to him. He can't hear me, and then I, your man had told me that he can't lip read either. 
you know and um so there i am i'm, I'm chatting away to him but he's looking back and nodding away and giving me the thumbs up and stuff like that and very quickly i realize that he doesn't really know what i'm saying so i'm like i'm gonna mix this up and i bring it on to the lad who's sitting beside him his best friend and i say what's what's your name sir and he gives me his name and i said very good very good and where are you from and he transpires he's from dublin i'm like you're from dublin so there's a bit of you know, quick-witted banter, Cork, Dublin banter. And I'm like, and how long are you friends with, with your, fr- and how long are you buddies with your friend here? And he said, oh, he's not really my friend. I just met him five minutes ago. I'm like, what? Yeah, I just met him outside there five minutes ago. And um, yeah, we just said we'd come to this. And I was like, right, okay. So you just met this guy five minutes ago. And here you are, you're from Dublin. You you don't know what's, you don't know, you didn't know that this was on. You don't know this guy. And you're writing down the jokes for this. F- He's writing now, as I say this, as as we speak. Yeah, sure. Look, it's yeah, it's nice to be nice, isn't it? And I was like, fucking hell, man! It is so nice to be nice. You are a bloody a, for a dub. You're not bad. You're bad enough now, like you're from Dublin, but you're not bad. And um, off I went into the audience, and uh, every single comedian then uh, went up was doing was performing with a little bit of trepidation, and. Um, some people acknowledged it, some people didn't acknowledge it, but it was it, it was a great gig. And I'll tell you, after every single comedian that came off, the audience was going, were going mad, you know, whooping and hollering and clapping. And this deaf guy in the front was leading the charge. He had his own, like, kind of unique clap. He was clapping his two fingers. And it was, um, yeah, man, it was, it was fucking, it was, even though it was weird, it was really kind of cool. It really was. It was really, really kind of cool. Um, and this guy that had just palled up with him, I was like, do you know what? The world needs more people like this guy. And then he was coming up to me afterwards, the, his friend, and he was like, sorry, no, if I, if I came across as a bit, uh, you know, a bit strange or whatever. And I was like, what are you apologizing for, man? You know, you, you should not be apologizing for the way you're beha- you behaved, like, way better than I think I would have behaved if I was in Dublin uh, and by myself and some fella came up who couldn't speak and asked me to take him to a comedy club i don't know would i would i do that um i don't know i like you'd like to think you are you probably say you would but if you're put into that situation would you just kind of you know get lost in translation intentionally to try and pull yourself away from that awkward situation it's a tr- it's a tricky one the audience was from all over the place we had people from Chile, we had people from Barcelona, um, we had people from Poland, we had people from Lithuania, we had dubs, um, yeah, it was a really eclectic audience, but we had one guy who was over from Adelaide in Australia, and he listens to this podcast, his name is John, hi John, John from Adelaide, was visiting his family, he came to the gig, and um, he brought his son with him, and his sister, and we had photographs afterwards and man i'll tell you something i just love it when i meet people who listen to this podcast and i don't know who they are so this guy john um he was like i don't even know how i heard about your podcast maybe it was true lockdown and we were chatting about fasting and we were chatting about life and yeah, we just had a great old chat, and there was a bit of giddiness, and we all had a photograph, and um, the deaf lad came into the photograph as well. I mean, it was just one of these weird, wonderful l- nights that, you know, only you can only really find in a comedy club. Um, like we've a bit, like I'm going to try and find the photograph and um, um, put the photograph up 
<laughs> online somewhere because um yeah it was just one of these wonderfully weird nights uh, uh, I know Sinead has the, the photograph and he knew Sinead as well he follows both of us on Instagram and yeah it was just fucking it was just mad just back for a visit and he took time out to come to um to come to see the show you know so it's mad and one thing that I really enjoyed when he was talking he was talking to me about fasting he was like oh yeah I love your your episodes man they're really interesting I love all the, the stuff about fasting and then he had a quick look at my belly and I was like yeah yeah man no 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 I haven't been fasting now for a <laughs> I've been fasting now for a while, but little did he know I was. I'm two days into back into the fasting. I'm back into the fasting. I'm back into the saunas, and uh, I am, uh, yeah, trying to trying to get the water into me now as well. Trying to get the water into me. Um, and last night after the gig, first time, guys, I'd say it is the first time this year that I managed to do a gig and not get any food afterwards and it is the plight of the comedian's trade the late night eating honest to god like you'll do a gig okay and if it goes well and generally they'll go well generally they'll go reasonably well so you'll have the endorphins flowing at full pace through your body People are coming up to you, they're talking to you, they're shaking their hands, they're getting selfies and they're fucking having to crack with you and, and telling you you're great and then all other comedians are there and they're all feasting off this and you're feasting off all that, all their glory as well and you might sit down and have a chat and you might have a beer. Normally I'll have a non, uh, if I'm having a beer, it'll be a non-alcoholic Heineken Zero, a Heiner Zero. But it doesn't matter. It could be, it could be a bottle of vodka, uh, and it wouldn't make any difference to my mindset because after a gig, I'm just kind of floating. There's about a 30, 40 minute period after a gig, where I just, it's kind of a utopian state of, it's either bliss or despair, but nowhere in between usually, and um, I'll. I'll always try and have, like, maybe have a J to try and fucking chill, just to take it down a notch, do you know what I mean? <coughs> just to kind of take the edge off of the, the, the this fucking high pumping adrenaline, you know? But it only lasts for about 30 or 40 minutes, right? But when it subsides, oh my fucking God, the hunger doth come. And it comes bad. And you're like, fast as pizza... They do the most amazing pizza above in Cork, lads. Their vegetarian slice is... I'll tell you, if I wasn't a veget... If I was on death row and I could eat meat, I could say... Someone said, look, this fucking... This pig died of natural causes. It saw Liverpool win the Champions League and it died. It spontaneously died. So its meat is completely normal. And uh, he would want you to have it. Uh, I wouldn't have it. I'd have the vegetarian slice instead. If, if there was a, an option to have it. Um, my old school pizza was a prosciutto ham and cheese. I'd leave it after me. In fast as the vegetarian pizza is to fucking die for, guys. But, um, yeah, and it's so easy to just... Because it's right next to the roundy. It's just like a fucking a, a minute and a half walk. You can buy it by the slice. There's no waiting. And like you're, I'm usually it's I'm usually going for it about 20, 25 minutes, half an hour after a gig. I'll have had a little talk of a jay taking the edge off, um, and it's a kind of a little ritualistic walk. And I'm walking away from the venue, and there's no one with me, and it's like all right, okay, kind of deflation, kind of time. Have my fucking slice. I get an old can of coke with it, maybe a can of diet coke, 
um, fooling myself that it's better for me. When we all know that Diet Coke is just as fucking bad as regular Coke. And there are studies out there to say that it's worse because of the aspartame, which is the artificial sweetener. They say it calcifies your pituitary gland, making your third eye um, less uh, <laughs> less visible. And that's one of the, 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 the byproducts of it. Um, so they say to get regular Coke. So then I was getting regular Coke for a while. And then, I don't know, what's the story with the regular Coke? But it's very sweet altogether. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's the predicament. But I didn't go to the fucking and get food last night, lads. That's the thing. And I brought my water with me. I'm trying to drink two litres of water. And I drank two litres, just under two litres of water yesterday. And then this morning, I got up and I honestly felt better. I honestly felt better because I stopped eating at six o'clock yesterday. So I'm, what time is it now? It is five to 11 the following morning. And I, I stopped eating at uh, six o'clock yesterday. I haven't eaten yet. I'm going to break my fast now when I finish this podcast. Uh, but I've been already been up. I've already been into the sauna this morning. I've already uh, done tw- uh, a small bit of a, a jog on the treadmill inside in town. I'm, and the journey to get back to fitness has begun and to, to get back to wellness, to get back to health has begun because I, f- do you know what, lads? I fell off. And do you know when I fell off? I fell off when things started to open up because it was so easy to be fucking waxing lyrically about fasting and affirmations and, you know, all the stuff that um, kept me going during the, the tough times there of COVID. And now that the world is back, and I was still dabbling in all that prior to, to lockdown, but now that when COVID opened up, I just think it was the rush of gigs and the, oh, fucking hell, I can just walk in here and buy this and have it and there's no one with a mask around and, wow, there's 50 people in a room and we're all laughing and joking and drinking and smoking and, yeah, this you know, I just kind of got intoxicated with life again and it kind of manifested in a phase of unhealthiness that has gone on for far too long now. So I am going to endeavour to try and um, get back to winning ways, guys. Get back to winning ways. And how I'm starting it is I am going to bring back the intermittent fasting. So I'm going to stop eating every day between 6 and 8 o'clock and whenever I finish eat. So if I finish at 6, I can eat at 10 the following day. If I finish at at 8, I can eat at 12 the following day. Just means kind of skipping your breakfast. And uh, I am going to try and reduce my carbs and my sugar. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not giving up anything. I'm on a reduction basis. And I'm going to try. Um, and I have started to try. Go back into the gym. Back working out uh, very, very gently. Because I'm a 35 middle-aged man, guys. Do you know what I mean? I can't be running marathons straight away. I'm going to be going in and doing a little bit of treadmill work. Very gentle. And down then into the fucking sauna. 20 minutes in the sauna. Um, and it's so good for you, the sauna, oh my god, talk about, again, talking about endorphins again, natural chemicals released into the bloodstream, I came out of it this morning, I felt incredible, the cold shower afterwards, of course, I felt incredible, I came home here now, I was entitled to have my breakfast, because it was gone past 10 o'clock, but I was like, do you know what, I need to do this podcast, Um, so I have to get that, so I said, I may as well just do it, I'm feeling good, I'll get the podcast done, and then I'll have my breakfast, Um, and then this afternoon, I'm going up to Tigan Dam, we're going playing FIFA, we haven't done that in ages, so that's another cool thing to do, really enjoying life at the moment, lads, and I hope you're all enjoying life, and I'm trying to take <coughs> I'm just trying to take every opportunity that is available to me um, to enjoy my life. I mean, going to Barcelona with the Queen 
was something that we hadn't planned. We did it. We enjoyed it. You know, I'm going to matches. Going, to, I went to all the Cork football matches this year and all the and most of the hurling matches again. Do you know this is something in the past that I've always said? Oh, I must do that now. I must do that. And another year will pass by. Another year will pass by. I did it. I enjoyed it. Amazing. Opening up the Coco Club at the weekend and just driving it on and really, really trying my best to make it um, to make it work. Loving the journey. Loving how it's going. And just. It all requires energy and it all requires a bit of positivity. And some days you're up and some days you're down. But I'll tell you what, and I bring it back to the weather. It's easier to do shit when the sun is shining and the sky is blue and the leaves are green. It's easier. And, um, yeah, and I think it's a bit, you've got to try and put a bit of consistency in. A friend of mine said recently, um, he was showing me, he's a comedian friend of mine. He was showing me his book and he was like, we all have books when you're a comedian. And um, it could be little sketches you're working on inside in the book. For me, I have, I'd ha- on my, if you were looking at my book now, I'd have about, I've got poems, I've got sketches, parts of plays, just a random line. <laughs> just, you, I might think of something that I think is funny and I'll write it down. But he was showing me his book anyway and just his method. And everyone has a different method, you know. And almost in every page, in a different color ink, green, he had the word consistency written down, right? And he was just going through stuff and he was showing me bits and pieces of characters he was doing and everywhere, and I could kept seeing this word consistency. And he was like, yeah, I just write it down just to make sure that I'm consistent. It reminds me to be consistent every time I see it. And then it inspires me when I go back and I'm like, oh, consistency, consistency, consistency. And he writes it down on the page as he's doing something on the page. And I just think it's a, a, what a wonderful, wonderful way to remind yourself that uh, you're so lucky to be in a situation to create stuff and you shouldn't take it for, for granted and you need to do it and you need to be consistent if you're going to be successful. So, um, yeah, that's it really. That's, that's it. That's, that's today's podcast, guys. I rambled on there now for a half an hour and I hope you enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, I really do hope that you enjoyed the podcast. The episodes are a little bit shorter during the summer. Half an hour I'm keeping them to um just because i want to get outside in 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 the sunshine um if you're enjoying the podcast please rate review and subscribe it to it it really really helps me out go on to spotify give it one of these like five star um just uh reviews it's very simple uh or go on to apple and leave a review you know they really really helps me out gets me into the charts gets the podcast more known really really helps if you want to support me further i've got a patreon with exclusive episodes a little back catalogue now of exclusive episodes um, featuring you know regular podcast guest, guests such as Conspiracy John the Mind Guy and the Queen and um, I think uh, Mustafa's on one of them as well and uh, yeah there's uh, yeah if, or if you just want to help me out if you want to just support my journey support my journey um, sign up to it and I'll be really appreciated anyway that's the end of the gig I appreciate it thank you so much for listening Please tune in again next week. And uh, remember, lads, remember, 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 stay in by the wall. Peace.